Hey there, welcome back to the Virtual Cafe for another coffee combo about finances. I'm your host Kerry Zab, and I'm inviting you to join me at my table with your favourite brew. So let's pull up our chairs and get into today's episode. Come on, let's go, it's coffee time. Hey there my biz beanie people, well you won't believe what happened but I received so much positive feedback based on last week's episode that I've decided to actually bring you another conversation from Clubhouse. As you can tell my voice has recovered and everything's back to normal. These conversations are actually really good because I hold these conversations on Clubhouse with my co-host Kim White and I gotta say Again, based on the feedback, here's another one for you today, and let me step you through it. It is interesting to go back, I think, firstly, and take a look at ourselves, you know, how we feel about money. Did we have good experiences, bad experiences? No matter which which way it goes, it's good to take a moment to reflect and actually, you know, come to that conclusion within ourselves particularly if it's been a bad experience because I did I had and similar to you Kim you know we weren't wealthy you know when we were growing up we had to make do with a lot of things and you know we just my parents both worked full time but it just didn't seem to matter how much they worked they just you know still struggled you know when you've got a mortgage and a couple of kids and you know all the adulting responsibilities it's it's pretty tough to make ends meet so you know, growing up, we sometimes had to choose between things. And in true Kerry style, in conversation, there's always a story. So I kicked off this conversation with this story today. I remember in particular at one stage, I wanted to start professional cycling and I wanted a new bike. I wanted a, a, a bike for road racing and I had the choice because at the very same time that I wanted to start this new sport, we had a school camp type of thing that was going from the country into the city and it was a week-long camp and it was expensive, like it wasn't wasn't cheap, but it was actually a very similar price to the road bike that that I wanted. And my parents made me decide well you can only have one of those two things and and looking back how fortunate was I to actually be able to even have one of the two things and I had to decide which one I wanted did I want a week camp with my school friends and a memorable experience at a young age that I probably wouldn't remember or did I want this you know piece of equipment this bike that was going to start my my cycling career as I as I saw it when I was young you know and that opportunity to you know be involved in a cycling club and I chose the bike but don't ask me how I came to that conclusion and I'm quite sure at the time I would have sat down and you know done a pros and cons list with my parents but I I had to make that choice I of course don't regret that decision because that bike served me well for quite a few years The other thing you mentioned, Kim, was, and I was like this later in my teenage years when I started working, money did burn a hole in my pocket. Like I literally got it and spent it almost as as quick as I got it. It was gone because I hadn't had it before. 
and suddenly it was like, oh my God, you, you can do all these things. You can go and buy yourself some music like a, a cassette tape or a CD and treat yourself to lunches and buy all the things that you never had the experience to buy. But that turned into a little bit of a vicious cycle and retail therapy. I guess essentially, and you mentioned this as well, Kim, is all of those experiences also taught me what I know now, which is to control the money. But it was a process. It was a long journey of going through to actually understand that I could control the money if I decided to. But I had to make that decision. No one could tell me. You know, I'm sure my parents, when I was younger, like, oh, don't spend all your money, save save money where you can. I'm pretty sure I would have rolled my eyes, Kim. <laughs> I would have definitely been rolling my eyes, but I needed to learn for myself that was possible, you know, that that was even a choice that I had. And it took quite a few years to get there. But again, sometimes we've got to do those things. We've got to walk walk that path and, and experience that for ourselves to come to that conclusion. Well, Carrie, one of the things that you just brought up that I think is something to mention, and I would love for you to speak to this, when we don't have money, we use the, and I'm going to call it an excuse because we don't know any better, but we use the excuse of when I get some money, I will you know, make a plan or I will become responsible or I will do the thing. And the problem with that is you can never get enough money when you're doing it that way. Like you'll never get control of it when you're waiting to get control of it. The best time to take control of your money is even before you get it. So I think that that is something, you know, I heard in, in, your retail therapy part of your story is do you have something to speak to on that? I absolutely do, Kim. And in fact, I've got a quote. If you just give me one second to find it, because there's way too many tabs open on this computer. I know that's shocking to hear. It's around here somewhere. <laughs> okay, so there's a quote from Warren Buffett that says, do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. I think that ties in quite nicely. I've got a few other quotes on the screen now, so I'm gonna try and uh, let me minimize that so I don't get distracted. But that resonates with me because again, going back to, it's, it's the choice, you know, it's the choice that we make when we look at the expenses that we have in business or in our personal finances, we, we can look at that and go, oh, okay, yep, okay, so next week, yep, this is what's happening, okay, that's what's gonna be left. Well, is that factored in, like, is the savings before that or after that? And that's that's the choice that we have in, in that decision-making process. But Kim, you hit the nail on the head because you said that we can, you know, look ahead we, we make the decision. We're in the driver's seat and we can actually tell our finances what to do rather than what I used to do when I was a teenager, go get my, you know, my little paycheck, you know, go shopping and do all the things and then go, oh, whoops. You know, like it's the afterthought of, of the retail therapy and all the, the shiny things of then that little bit of regret, you know, like as much as you're looking at all these amazing toys or, you know, back then I'm sure it was makeup and dresses or whatever I was buying that I was looking at and I was quite excited. There was that, like that sinking feeling of 
oh, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, maybe I shouldn't have, not, no, I shouldn't have, definitely, but maybe I shouldn't have. So it's all part of that decision-making process to actually decide what we're going to do before we get it. We have that opportunity 100%. So, Kerry, if somebody is just starting out with, like, even the idea that they could be their own financial designer... Would you explain in your words, your definition of what a financial designer, like becoming your own financial designer, what that means and what that looks like? Oh, I'd love to, Kim. Thank you. And thank you for reining me in because I did take a trip down memory lane there for a bit. I guess when I, like, financial designer is, is really... Again, we come back to that control, you know, us actually being in control of the money. Now, we can definitely outsource our business finances. We can, you know, hire a bookkeeper. We might even, these days, I'm sure there's plenty of VAs that come with a little bit of bookkeeping experience to help us, you know, operate the finances of our business. And that's great. And by all means, we need to have an accountant in our corner. You know, if you don't have one already, you might be looking to get one you know, up and coming for tax time, wherever you are in the world. But essentially, even if you outsource it, you still have that opportunity to understand it. You've got the opportunity to know what the figures mean, what's coming in, what's going out, and and understand the breakdown of all of the money. And again, this relates to business and personal finances, but I I do like to, to swim in the business pool going back to if we outsource it someone else is is doing that work for us but we need to understand it we need to understand what's going on a so we know they're doing the right things and and this can take a bit of time to learn but also we're still in control and it depends how you feel about finances a lot of people are just straight up like no i don't want to touch it i just want to outsource it and that's okay but At the same time, we do need to understand it. And a lot of small business owners that I come across who have outsourced their bookkeeping, they get to that point because they are comfortable with the numbers and they do have that base understanding of what it all means, giving them the ability to make that decision to actually outsource it to someone else. And I guess where I like to come from with this and particularly tying into this this conversation is we've got that opportunity to become our own financial designer so that we can design what the finances look like. You know, how much is coming in, how much is going out, how much is left, what's what's included in our expenses. Is our savings for our business included in our expenses? All of those things that help us make really good decisions with our money is where we can be our own financial designer. And I love the fact that you give all of us the ability to do that, you know, and and be confident in it because it's scary when you don't know those things. Well, and Kim, I guess um, I need to confess, this is probably where the idea of the club came from. When I mentioned before about, you know, having to choose between buying the, the cycling bike versus the the school camp I am absolutely certain I don't recall it but I'm absolutely certain that my parents sat down and had a conversation with me about that decision 
and helped me with those pros and cons. And we had, I can't tell you how many times we had those conversations at the kitchen table when I was growing up. So those kind of conversations is what prompted me to open the Biz Beans Club because they're the kind of conversations that we need and those opportunities to sit down and have those open conversations similar to what we may or may not have had with our parents when we were you know growing up and and learning because they don't teach this stuff in school yes they teach maths and algebra and where do they actually teach in school how to manage your money you know that I don't think even the word budget comes up in the school curriculum these days even now which is surprising so I like those conversations I've got a really you know warm and fuzzy feeling when I think back to those conversations and that's what I like to provide to others is that comfortable space we gather in a group setting it's virtual we use the zoom platform and we just gather once a month and help each other out. Everyone's supporting each other by asking questions. Someone else may ask a question that you hadn't thought of. So that little community that, that we're building together gives us the opportunity to not only gather in a, in a private space, but also feel comfortable to have those conversations with each other to support each other. You're very welcome, Carrie. And I want to add a few things on because I'm a member of the club and I am grateful for the opportunity to be able to ask questions because, you know, sometimes our accountants talk over our heads or sometimes we have a question that we don't know how to ask so they're not answering the question that we're asking because we're not asking it in the right way. And you have helped a lot with that. I've, like, witnessed you answering those kind of questions and helping others in the club be able to you know even communicate with their accountants that that's a really big deal so i appreciate all that you answer in the club and all that you bring to the table and i know even this this time this meeting it's a particular thing but then you open it up to all the questions so I appreciate that, Carrie, and I'm I'm a member for life. If I had my time again, I'd I'd actually want a Carrie in my corner. Like I'd actually want someone to help me and guide me and and assist me. And and none of this, you know, none of the things that we have available to us now were even a thing back then you know like I think the internet was just starting to kick off this is 20 years ago so there was probably a, a bit of activity on the internet but the idea of actually being able to meet over a computer screen like what like that is just insane so I literally bring the virtual cafe to those sessions because I love the cafe environment you know I feel that it gives a, a relaxing kind of kind of vibe. I love coffee. There's no ignoring that, and it is literally where coffee meets money. So it's it's all about, you know, how can we how can we find the answers that we need? What are we looking for, and how do we find them? So Kim, I I oh I could talk about that all day. You better stop me. <laughs> I don't really want to stop you, Carrie. I want to hear more. <laughs> Kim, I found the link. Can you believe it? I actually, oh my God, that was tricky. I'm so proud because I certainly could not find it, Carrie, and I'm sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're fine. I think we need to confess as well, Kim, that we normally have Adam Rothenberg with us in our rooms. Um, Adam is still sleeping and we told him to stay sleeping because he's normally here pressing those kind of buttons for us. So we're gonna be we're gonna be a little bit messy with these rooms being so early, Kim, but we'll get there. We we got this, we can do it. I think so many people listen to the replays, Gary, that I don't think it's gonna cause any harm to be at a different time. I think it's just a matter of us getting used to being here at this time. <laughs> yeah, and used to getting used to pressing our own buttons. We've been so spoiled by Adam, so. <laughs> and Izzy, Izzy gets a mention as well, because she's fantastic. And we're so we're so used to having our, our amazing little team around us that now, you know, us pressing buttons, hang on, we've got to get organized. I might need to make some notes on my phone, like shortcuts or something, Kim, just to kind of give us a bit of a, a head start. What do you reckon? I think that's hysterical, Gary. All right, so Kim, let's go. Let's go back to the conversation just for a minute here, because I think we need to unpack a little bit more about this topic. Become your own financial designer. So, Kim, can I ask you actually, what do you think a financial designer is? Well, you know, Carrie, when you first said that word to me or or that title I really didn't know what it meant um I'm thinking of a you know home designer or a clothes designer I'm thinking of labels like I'm thinking of um expensive labels of clothes or expensive labels of something anything designer and after hanging out with you so long Carrie I recognize now that in my view of it it doesn't look like that it, it looks like we have the ability to be our own designer like it's not just a label it's a it's really a lifestyle of taking care of your money and it's a lifestyle of being in control of it and it's a lifestyle of not hiding from it so i don't know if that is a great definition carrie but that's that's one of the things that i i have evolved into learning about that title <laughs> Well, and Kim, I'm glad I actually asked you that question because I don't think we've ever had this conversation and I didn't know that was your first impression. So I find that fascinating because I agree with you. Like if you said to me, and I'm just going to pick something really random here, if someone came came across my desk or, or across my screen and they were a golf designer, I would think expensive as well. Like that word designer does kind of ooze a little, only because of interior decorators or interior designers, or when you think about an architect for a home, you know, it's going to be fancy and it's going to be something unique. So I never thought of it actually having an expensive price tag in, in the eyes of that word. But now that you've said it, it, it does make perfect sense. I guess where it came from for me was it's not about me being the financial designer and, and essentially this conversation today is perfect for that because it's about you becoming your own financial designer. I guess that does take a little bit of that expensive price tag off in the DIY space. And then, because I think anyone can be a financial designer, this is not an exclusive title to me. It's kind of like with an accountant, like an accountant has to go to university and get a degree and then they've got all these levels of continuing education. 
you don't need any of that to be your own financial designer. So as much as the word designer sounds expensive, it is actually for yourself. It's actually for, like you said, Kim, to take care of your own money. Well, and I like the idea of it being not expensive, but being expensive, Carrie. <laughs> and for anyone that doesn't know the princess, that is being princessed at its finest because Kim does believe in making money in our business, which I don't disagree with. And I will promote, like I will preach to anyone that they should be making money in their business. The more I think about it, the more it is designed for you to be your own financial designer. But Kim, I love, I love that comment about, yes, thank you. <laughs> you are so funny, Carrie. Kim, I got stuck on trying to remove the pin link at the top of the room. I actually don't know how to get rid of it. Do you know how to do that? <laughs> Done. Ah, there you go. Ah, excellent. It wouldn't, I, I, I was like, eh, anyway, wasn't working for me. Thank you, Kim. Yeah, Kim, um, to your point, I, I feel it's not even a it is a feeling and it's an honest feeling that you know I like to be guided when I go to anything for myself to learn something or if I want to you know explore something a little bit further anything in my business because trust me I'm like everybody else I don't know it all I'm still learning I'll be learning forever but I like to be guided I don't want someone to tell me what to do and it's kind of you know let's go back a step when we were kids you know being told to clean your room you didn't want to clean your room if someone told you to clean your room so it's the same kind of principle I don't want to tell people what to do with their finances I'm just there to guide them you know if they need help they've got questions they need that someone to hold their hand you know on the journey because that's that's one of the biggest things I've seen in in the last decade especially is it's lonely it's really lonely in business and sometimes we can especially these days with you know so much remote working and and virtual working we can sit there with our computer screen and and go a little bit kind of cray cray you know so i i want to know that people are in my corner and there to help me but but the guiding is the the biggest part you know someone someone who actually says to me for another element of my business you could do it this way or you could do it that way or you know here's options a b and c you know or if i have a question i get an answer like just that honest kind of environment with that kind of you know guided approach is what i'm looking for for support in my business so that's why i offer that to other people because I don't want to sit here alone, you know, if I'm stuck with something in my business, I like to surround myself with people that can help me and support me. So in the finances space, I feel like it's, you know, that next layer of heavy that we can come across in our business journey. So certainly sitting down with a cup of coffee and having a conversation about it versus stressing or, or not knowing or, you know, feeling overwhelmed with complicated language. I just don't want that for people. So, yeah, I, I like to guide, not tell. Kim, we're, um, we're heading pretty close to the top of the hour, and I'm very mindful. We normally do final thoughts in our rooms, but it's just you and me, Kim. 
I think our thoughts have all been the first, the next, and the finals. <laughs> With the the first, yeah, first, middle, and final thoughts have been the, been the entire conversation. I agree. So what would you leave everybody with, Carrie? And maybe we won't call them final thoughts, but what would you want everyone to know about, like, what what would you want to share? Because I think it's important for you to have that opportunity. Point, and again, princess, yep. Um, I actually, you know what, on, on the back of next Monday being the next club session, I really think it's about, you know, I want people to think about where they're up to on their financial journey. And, and I say this, I'm, I'm just being dead set honest here because I want people to find the answer for them. It's not about, you know, an ad that flies past us on Instagram. It's not about necessarily hearing this conversation in this room. You need to be comfortable in everything. Now, as much as I want everyone to get comfortable with their finances, I want you to be comfortable with the decisions you're making with everything relating to your finances. So I invite everyone to join the club, but only when it's right for them. When the right time presents itself, when you're ready to actually, you know, spend the time on your finances, it just may not be your season right now. You know, right now you might be, you know, focusing on social media or you could be working on a project in your business. But when the time's right for you to focus on your finances, I want you to find the right person that's going to help you, point blank. So it, it may or may not be me. There's plenty of options out there and heaps of options to explore. And also keep in mind that when you do find an option for your finances, you might need to try a couple of different things. You know, be open to exploring the space and don't give up. You know, if you try something first and it might be, you know, just a meeting with your accountant and trying to get your head around what happens with your end of year tax, if you come out of that meeting feeling a little bit icky and not quite fulfilled, don't give up. Don't don't throw in the towel and, and think that you hate the numbers and you're never going to get the hang of it because we find the right people to work with. We just have to stick at it and, and be a little bit determined. Sometimes we go away and kind of hang our head for a little while and when we're ready, we pick our head back up and we look for the right person. So I just don't want anyone to be discouraged and, and just keep looking for the right answer for you in your business, no matter what you're looking for help with. It's wonderful. And I just want to make the announcement. My person is Carrie. <laughs> my, my right person is, is you. Can I say that out loud? You are welcome to say that out loud, Kim, and I would never mute you. I would never press that mute button on your, on your beautiful face. You are very sweet, Carrie. Thanks for joining me in the virtual cafe today. You can follow the show to be notified of future episodes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, you can also leave a rating or personal review. Until next time, happy biz beans to you.